welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in under 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello, and with me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how are you today? I'm doing well, Jeff, and we're going to talk about one of my favorite things about Disney, so I am doing really well. Good. Well, let's let's waste no time. Let's talk about it. It is absolutely one of the things that they do the best. Uh, I actually got a chance to experience this because of you and and your company. You you sent me on a trip here for my very first time. Today we are talking about the Disney Cruise Line. Ta-da! <laughs> it is amazing. I love to cruise with Disney. Disney is an entertainment company, so they really, that is always their focus, and they bring cruising to a new level. So anybody that knows anything about Walt knows that he was a big transportation guy, right? There's plenty of stories about him uh, building train sets for his kids in his backyard. Uh, he, he spent time on ships. He traveled all over the world. And so for a while there, this was, this was something the company had always been rumored to be jumping into. There were rumors about them signing on with other companies to, to, to send their product out there with them. And then eventually they decided to do it themselves. So let's, let's start with the history. How did we get this part of the company to exist the Disney cruise line? I think they literally tested the waters, no pun intended, by allowing their characters to be with Premier Cruise Line. A lot of people say to me, yeah, I took a Disney cruise. Remember, I was on that big red boat. Yeah, no. The big red <laughs> boat wasn't Disney Cruise Line. Again, they leased their characters to them, and so it had some Disney flair. But back in 1998, the Disney Magic, the very first of our fleet, sailed. And from there, as they say, the rest is history, and we continue to grow. If you're a big Disney Cruise Line fan, on your travel bucket list like mine is Palpenberg, Germany, which I am hoping to do in 2022. Palpenberg is where the shipyard is that all of these cruise ships are built in. And we've got four ships right now. The Magic, as I said, started our fleet in 1998. Its sister ship, the almost identical to her, a little bit of change in some of the restaurants and lounges. The Wonder came on in 1999. We went 12 years without a new ship, but in 20. 11, we got the Disney Dream, followed a year later by her sister ship, the Fantasy. And they call them sister ships because they are built the same way. They're the same class of ship, all the same basic design elements. So we had four ships sailing the ocean right now. And then we have the Wish coming on board late 2021, early 2022. And two more yet to be named in 2023, and all three of those will be sister ships. So we're seeing a huge increase with Disney Cruise Line. And, and exploding, right? So, I mean, several ports of call, I'm assuming as these ships in 2022 and 2023 are rolling out, you know, we'll start to see, I would, I would imagine, many more itinerary than what they're operating right now. We will. I'd love for them to share them sooner rather than later, but we're all going to have to be a little patient on that. Full disclosure here, as I just said, I I did a uh, my very first cruise of any kind was a Disney cruise. My wife and I were sitting uh, in the hot tub in the cruise. We had mentioned it to the people that we were sitting with, and they said, good luck ever going on another cruise. You'll <laughs> never be able to do it. We haven't done it since, so I'll put it out there. Uh, right At that point, it was just my wife and I. We did not have kids. So break it down for us. Who is this experience for? 
it's for everybody. There is so much to do. And, you know, it's funny. People will say to me, oh, I'm stuck on this ship and it's claustrophobic. It's not. And we can tailor things to you. There are adults-only options. There's an adults-only pool, an adults-only dining room. There's beverage tasting seminars every day. There's plenty of adults-only things. It's obviously amazing for families. You've got family time, family activities, but you also have kids' club. I'm going to make my little sexist remark here. Mom needs a vacation, too. <laughs> if the kids are with her all the time, it may not be a vacation. But if the kids are happy in the kids' club for a couple hours and mom can go to the spa, everybody leaves now when you say when you, when you say kids' club, break that down very briefly for us because some people may have no idea what you're talking about. The Disney ship obviously has kids clubs starting at six months old all the way up through 18. So most ships have five different clubs on board broken out in age range. Anybody three years old and over, the kids clubs are open and free of charge. And kids can come and go as you or they wish. It's everything for them. It's computers. It's dress up for the younger ones. It's science, cooking, art, character visits. For the older kids, there's sound mixing and movies. Um, on the dream and the fantasy, the teens actually have their own little lounge pool and their own private outdoor deck area. And extremely well-staffed so that the kids are really taken care of and engaged and low ratios, especially on those younger kids. And then, as I said, there's also that nursery, which does have an hourly fee to it. But I will tell you, my family had a daycare center in New Jersey till my mom retired. And the guidelines and the ratios on the ship are better than what we have in New Jersey. So an incredible level of care for these kids. Okay. That's important. I'm, I just wanted to get that out of the way because some people don't know what that is, right? So we've got, you said the adult sections, you said there's, there's the kids clubs. What about grandma, grandpa, you know, what, what, what else is there for, for people that, that don't fall into the parent and, and, or just kid or adult section? We do a lot of multi-generational trips. Like you said, grandma and grandpa, they want to come with everybody. Maybe they don't have the stamina or the desire for the theme park. But the cruise works. Everybody has breakfast. Everyone may go about doing what they want to do for the day. Maybe you do your excursions together. Maybe you split up. And then everybody comes back together for dinner and a show. So it's a great combo. I've also sailed as a single adult multiple times with Disney Cruise Line. So you really can make it perfect for anybody. And if you're a Disney fan, you're going to love it. If you're a cruising fan, you're going to love it. The attention to detail, the service, the entertainment is incredible. So you had mentioned excursions. You had mentioned shows. You had mentioned dinner. What is included? You mentioned all those things. Are they all included? Is there, is there separate fees for these things? Give us the itinerary of, of when I book a cruise what is included and what I'm you paying bet. for. And Disney Cruise Line is awesome. They include a lot more things than most cruise lines. The big one that we love and definitely take advantage of is silly as it's going to sound as a favorite is the beverage station and the beverages. All of your soda is included. 24 hours a day, go help yourself to soda up at the beverage bar, beverages, 
in the dining rooms, at the quick service locations, because other cruise lines charge. Imagine every soda your kids buy or having to buy a drink package just to get soda for $200 before you start. Once you're on board, 98% of the onboard activities are included. All of your meals, your snacks, as I said, the kids club, unless they are under three years old, they're not potty trained. All of the shows, the game shows, the drawing classes, the ship tours, the towel folding, all of those things are going to be included. What's not included? Your spa experiences are not included. If the kids want to do the bippity-boppity boutique, that's not going to be included. When you're on islands, you can stay on the ship. You can continue to eat and drink on the ship. All the services remain open, or you might opt to get off and do an excursion. Those excursions you can book through Disney Cruise Line. They're not going to be included, or you can book on your own. One advantage to working with us, not only will we help you figure out what stateroom do you want, what ship, what itinerary, what's best for you, what do you want to do in those ports of call? Do you even want to get off? I don't get off when we go to Nassau anymore. I love the ship, and to me, the ship is the destination. But booking with us, you're going to pay the same prices you pay with Disney Cruise Line. You're going to get a shipboard credit, money to spend on board. You can use that for the spa, for excursions. Or the other not included item is the gratuity is for the cabin steward and the wait staff. And so your shipboard credit can be used for that. I tell people I've gotten off a Disney cruise literally with a $50 bill that covered my gratuities. I've gotten off in areas like Alaska with a $1,500 bill. So you can really gauge what you want to do and keep it just to the cruise price or do some add-ons in those ports and on board. I will say too, just from my personal experience, the the trip that we had taken, I said it was my wife and I, we met some people in our in our dining experience. You know, I guess it's typical of cruising that we had we had a rotating dining experience with the ship, uh, that we sat with the same folks every night, and we have remained very good friends with them years after we met them there. So if you are in a situation where you are going solo, like you said you've done, or you're going just a couple and you end up getting placed with people that, that you are going to eat, eat your meals with, you could make some really, really great relationships with people on board. So true, but I think that is one of the misconceptions out there, and you brought up a great thing to talk about, is the Disney dining. It is not typical to have that rotational dining. Typically, dining rooms are open. You might have what they call freestyle dining, which everyone thinks sounds great and ends up not being as great, where you just show up and wait in line and get seated. Um, Disney has that rotational dining. So each ship has three restaurants. You're going to rotate through them. Your table mates and your wait staff will move with you. We've got a whole other episode dedicated to Disney dining on board Disney Cruise Line because there's so much of it. Um, Their dining has that show element to it in most places because it is entertainment. But you brought up the other good point that I always think is so interesting. I have sailed by myself. I've sailed as a couple. I've sailed as a family with young kids, as a family with older kids. I've sailed with multiple couples. And they do a phenomenal job of matching you up. 
The way that they do that is they very carefully start by dividing the dining room so that one dining room starts with young children, one dining room starts with no children. You're not going to be sailing as a couple and be seated with a family with a two and a four-year-old. You're not necessarily a good match for each other. <laughs> My bet, your table was all couples, maybe a single traveling. Correct. You're going to travel with your kids. You're going to find that you're going to be at a table with other kids, your kids' ages. So they really work hard on that. It, it, I just I can't say enough about it. And again, we, we've met people that have become some of our best friends. Our children are around now around the same age. We had None of us had any kids when we went. It's, it's, it's a great thing. Um, so the one question I have on top of it, this is not something I did. How many people is it possible to do you know, cruising, but also do the parks, you know, obviously the parks are a huge part of the Disney experience. Can you talk to me a little bit about that planning? The people who tell me cruising isn't for them are typically people who are afraid that they're going to miss what the parks offer. And the only thing you're really going to miss is the thrill ride aspect. You've got the characters on board, the dining, the shows, but you can definitely combine a park trip with a cruise. If you're sailing out of Port Canaveral. Disney Cruise Line sails out of a lot of different places. Obviously, it's going to be hard to combine it with a theme park trip if you're sailing out of New York City with them. But we always suggest that you do the parks first. Sometimes that doesn't work because unlike the theme parks where you can arrive 365 days of the year, you have to sail on the day the ship is leaving. But we recommend when you're sailing that you fly in the day before. That way the ship doesn't leave without you. If you do the theme parks first, you're going to be there in time to get your ship. Also, unless you're a first-time cruiser, you should come off the ship a little bit relaxed. If you come off relaxed and then you start running around the theme parks, you've lost that relaxation. So we like to hit the parks first, go a little crazy, then hit the ship, calm down, get into that vacation mode. From Walt Disney World to Port Canaveral, it's about a 90-minute ride, so super easy to combine the two. What about transportation from Walt Disney World to the port in Port Canaveral? Like a lot of other things, it definitely depends. It does not work like Magical Express. There is no free transportation to the ship. So if you're coming from the theme parks, there is an option to pay for Disney transportation. For a lot of our guests, we will do private car services. We'll even do rental cars. Some of them opt to do something like Uber or Lyft. It really depends what your timing is and how many of you there are and what you want. Obviously, it's easiest. Get on the motor coach and go. You know Disney's going to get you there. Super reliable, all set. It's not always the most economical choice. One of the other little gems of Disney Cruise Line is they are one of the only ones who allows you to bring alcohol on board. Two bottles of wine or six beers per adult. We do a lot of people with a car service who makes a quick stop to grab some drinks for you. So we look at all those factors in balancing everything out. What about any negatives? I mean, I know we don't like to stress on the negative, but is there is there anything negative about the cruise line experience? I would say that my stateroom host doesn't come home with me. <laughs> Yes, we'd all like that. <laughs> but the reality, the big negative for Disney, if I have to put it out there, currently we have four ships. Again, unlike the parks where you can arrive any day and you've got 30 choices at World of where you're going to stay, there are four ships. So there are limited itineraries, limited options. 
One of the cruise ships always sails from Port Canaveral, alternating three and four night sailings. One of the ships always sails from Port Canaveral with seven night sailings. The other two ships do a variety of things. So the Disney Magic sails out of Miami part of the year, out of Europe part of the year, and out of New York City part of the year. But if I want to do a Disney cruise and I want to go out of New York, I have to go in September, October, or November, early November when the ship is here. The other ship sails out of Louisiana, Galveston, San Diego, and Canada up to Alaska. So again, it's got four different home ports over the years. You can only sail out of California for the months that it's there. So sometimes the negative is, can I get what I want when I want it? So when we record this show, a revised show of Disney Cruise Line in 2023, it'll be a very, very different experience uh, as the fleet continues to grow. Um, talk to me a, a little bit about the the planning. You know, we had talked about in, in other shows about planning for Disneyland, planning for Disney World. Is the planning different for a, for the cruise line than it you know booking wise than it would be for you know a park experience or or a or a, a California or a Florida stay? You bet. It's very different. And if you're a Walt Disney World person, you're used to booking something, knowing that they offer discounts probably about 90% of the year, knowing your price is going to go down, waiting on those discount announcements and those pin codes. Disney Cruise Line is very different. Your best pricing is going to be to rebook a cruise on board, but your second best pricing is going to be to book opening day. They, similar to the airlines, put out several months of sailings at a time. And the more staterooms they sell, the higher the price goes. So you could find that opening day to waiting six months, you could pay $500 more for your cruise. Maybe your category sold out. One of the other things different than booking a hotel you're booking the majority of the time a specific stateroom. And so again, we're going to work with our guests. What are your priorities? Are you a light sleeper? So you want to be in the quietest area of the ship. Are you concerned about motion sickness? You want to be middle and low down. Do Is the drink station the most important thing to you? So you want to be aft and on a high deck because you don't want to do more than two flights of stairs to get your coffee in the morning if you don't want to order room service. You're going to pick your specific stateroom number. And here's a shock. Once it's gone, it's gone. So picking, reserving early gives you the best picks. I was a first-time cruiser, and you you put anything that any trepidation I had to rest. So any tips that you might have so we can close the show today? It's amazing. You're going to love it. But I will be honest, don't pack six bucks. You're not spending the amount of time on deck relaxing you think you are. Disney Cruise Line has so much to see and do that you're going to be running. You're going to want to take it all in, kind of like the theme parks. It's impossible to take it all in the first time, but it's going to be memorable and magical. You say running. I will tell you this. If you go to uh, Castaway Key, there is a 5K. So you will actually be able to run while you're on your excursion as well. So, Sandy. And Castaway Key, we somehow didn't talk about Disney's amazing private island, and we'll catch up on the island and lighthouse point their newly acquired island soon to be open that is coming i think that those could be shows all by themselves i'm excited for them sandy thanks for taking the time this week thanks so much jeff 
And that's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Diz. Be sure to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Make it a great week. And as always, keep making memories.